This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 309. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 309. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, mamas. Happy Monday. I'm so happy to be here with you today, kicking off a new week. I'm recording this on Thursday, so a few days in advance. And Vinny came home on Wednesday, and I got to tell you, he came home on Wednesday and he said, Mom, we don't have school next Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. And I was like, What are you talking about? He's like, Yeah, my teacher said it's going to snow. I was like, Dude, no. Oh, no, he was not wrong. (laughs) So Seattle is like, like I said, it's Thursday. Seattle is preparing to shut down. This is what we do here. So I just got a text 24 hours in advance that Seattle Public Schools will be closing an hour and a half early tomorrow, which is Friday. It's not actually snowing here. <laughs> this is how we do it. Schools literally close before the snow comes, like 24 hours before it's predicted to come. Schools just start shutting down. The city shuts down. Like It's kind of funny to watch. And people who aren't from here just like to sit back and laugh from afar I find it kind of amusing as well. I will say, in defense of my city, we have a lot of hills. We don't have a lot of snow plows because we don't get very much snow on a regular basis. So we are kind of a mess when it snows, but it's also a little bit pitiful. One of the bummers is that Michelle Obama was supposed to be here 
tomorrow night, which will be Friday night. And that got postponed. I was supposed to go. Jimmy Kimmel was going to be her co-host. Oh, I was so excited about it. That got postponed till March. So that's a big bummer. But I'm also relieved that like we'll be home and safe and we won't have to worry about deciding whether or not to drive to Michelle Obama because that is a big decision. Like what does one do when one has tickets to Michelle Obama? Do you risk life and limb to get there? Because I kind of feel like maybe you do. I don't know. Just me? So I was relieved that the show got postponed because I was not sure how to make that decision for myself. So at any rate, when you are listening to this on Monday, just know that we will be potentially in the midst of Snowmageddon 2019, which is supposed to last from Friday at approximately 3 p.m. until like Wednesday at some point. So that's just fantastic. You'll definitely want to keep an eye on Instagram and see what life is like at our house and in our community because it could be real ugly after a few days of being snowed in. Or it could be that it never actually snows here because this happens too sometimes where like everything shuts down in anticipation of snow and then it just never snows. That's been known to happen on more than one occasion. So we'll see. Before we dive into our content today, I have to give a huge thank you. And I'm going to talk about this more in depth probably next Monday. But I have to give a huge thank you. A ton of you wrote reviews for the show last week. And I'm so grateful and so honored and deeply, deeply touched. I put out a request for reviews because someone had come into Apple Podcasts and written a nasty review calling the Shameless Mom Academy trash. And it was an ugly scene. And I said, you know, if the show's impacted you in a positive way, just know that someone just called the show trash over on iTunes. And I would greatly appreciate you leaving a review just so that if someone goes to look at our reviews, they don't see that as the first thing because that's not really productive. If there was something productive said, if someone was like, well, I don't like the show because of these reasons or whatever, but like just to call the show trash is like, it's a little immature. So I put out the request. If you could like drop a review, let me know what the show has meant to you. And especially for incoming shameless moms, new moms who want to check out the show so that they can look at the reviews and be like, oh, this is what I can expect. I can expect to learn this, this, and this. Either yes, that would be awesome, or no, thank you, moving on. Like either way, totally fine. So you all showed up like big time. And I can tell you, I have sat now multiple times in front of my computer crying, reading the reviews that you have written for me. So I just can't thank you enough for being so kind and generous with your time, with your words, with your thoughts. It has really, really touched my heart this week. And it means so, so much to me. I have said it before when I'm sitting behind this little microphone all by myself, it doesn't always feel like a two-way conversation. And when you leave a review, it feels like a two-way conversation. It helps me see the show reflected back on at me and I can see the impact that it's having. And that just means the world to me. So big, big thank you for that. So this week's Shameless Mom of the Week is from our reviews over on iTunes. So every Monday, I pull a review from iTunes or Apple Podcasts. They're the same thing, by the way. And if you want to leave a review over there, then you become eligible for Shameless Mom of the Week. So you can leave a review by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And then you scroll down and click on the little button that says write a review. And so this week's Shameless Mom of the Week is Karis Broderson from Golden, Colorado. And the title of her review is Soothsayer or Sarah. She says, I'm oftentimes absolutely freaked out at the timing of these episodes. I even wonder if Sarah Dean is capable of seeing into my future. I know she is just simply recording her episodes as the issues come up, but the synchronicities are amazing. I've been listening a few times a week since April of 2018. I had just birthed my first daughter, Isley, and was looking for a podcast to help with my crazy emotions and oftentimes turns out storytelling. I have never felt so confident in myself and have never been compelled like this by someone before. 
her episodes are so useful. She has given me the tools to not only be kind and patient with not only my high needs child, but also the two that I nanny 50 hours a week. She's spoken to my soul on levels not even my closest friends and family have been able to speak to. I am consistently blown away by her content. I've gained the tools to take the reins in my life and also sort out some broken pieces of my truly fun-loving relationship. I had no idea that so many other mothers and wives go through all this crap. She talks about the stuff no one else wants to talk about. And because of that, I've been able to help my friends and new mothers in my life sort out their feelings and emotions. I've been so inspired. Please never stop. I could never put into words the profound impact you have had on my life, Sarah Dean. I thank you from the bottom of my heart, and so does my husband. I am so eager to listen to your new episodes each week. Love, Karis Broderson. So Karis, oh, thank you, thank you. I will let you know I had to re-record reading that because of an error that I made. And in the first recording, I definitely started crying in the middle. <laughs> That's not why we recorded it. But just to let you know that you definitely got me pulling on the heartstrings. So I really, really appreciate your kind words. That means the world to me. And I so appreciate you all showing up in droves to support the show. So let's dive into our Be Seen, How to Be Seen content this week. So I want to tell you this conversation is inspired by an ongoing conversation that I've been having over in Momentum Mamas. So Momentum Mamas is our membership community. And for the month of February, we are doing a Be Seen challenge over there. And I saw the profound impact that challenge was having after just a few days. And I thought, you know, I need to share some of this. There's a lot of things that happen in Momentum Mamas that I keep behind the gates, if you will, behind the curtain, because it's a private membership community. And there's things that we do in there that are just really unique and special and powerful. And I like to keep them there for those members. And it takes everything that we do here on the show, everything I talk to on the show, it takes it to the next level, the deeper level, and helps everyone put plans and goals and dreams into action. And it's amazing. But I also think sometimes I see things happening and I think, you know, I need to share some of this with my bigger community and I want you all to have access to some of this. So you don't get everything that I put over in Momentum Mamas because I got to keep some things protected, but I do want to give you a glimpse of what's going on over there. And I want to give you a glimpse into some of the power behind letting yourself be seen. And I'm also going to invite you to do a little be seen challenge with me as well. So stay tuned for that. I want you to listen. And if what I say today resonates with you or speaks to you, I want you to join me for our own little mini free Be Seen Challenge. I think it's going to be really fun, really powerful, and really help mama see the power that we have when we let ourselves show up in new and different ways. So here we go. What I want to start with is ways you might be holding back from being fully seen in your life. And so there's eight different ways we're going to talk through. And I want you to just like make a little asterisk in your head. If you're like, yep, that one resonates. That's me. Because I think some of these will resonate with most of you. And maybe most of these will resonate with some of you. So first one is avoiding. One of the ways that we hide or avoid being seen is avoidance tactics, like avoiding uncomfortable conversations, avoiding certain people, avoiding certain situations. On a more specific level or a more interpersonal level, maybe avoiding eye contact, avoiding the truth. So there's a lot of avoidance tactics that we engage when we don't want to fully be seen. So I want you to think, are there things that you avoid in your life? I know there's definitely been times in my life where I've avoided certain decisions. I've avoided conversations with certain people. 
there's been times where I knew a relationship wasn't serving me anymore. And instead of saying something, cause I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I was just like, I'm not going to answer their phone calls. <laughs> and I think that as we get older, it becomes, I don't want to say easier. It doesn't become easier, but it becomes more clear that it is more simplified if we just get things out in the open and move on rather than wasting our time on avoidance. And so I think for me, you know, I had an, something, a relationship that I was avoiding for a really long time. And one of the things that I did to avoid it is I unfollowed the person on Facebook thinking, well, if I just don't see their stuff on social media, I won't be so bothered by them. But that didn't really work. And they were impacting other areas of my life. And I finally had to like send a really uncomfortable email and say like, just so you know, we can't be in contact right now. And I was so nervous when I sent it and I sent it fairly late at night and then like couldn't go to sleep. And then I woke up in the morning and looked for a reply. I never got a reply. That was like four years ago. <laughs> so, but here's the thing. Sometimes people show you who they really are. So there's a great quote by Maya Angelou that's something along the lines of when people show you who they are, let yourself see them. So when someone shows you who they really are, like see them for what they are. So this person, like I sent a really nice email and they were completely not receptive to it or open to it. They never replied and whatever. Like I did what I could. And now there's a lot of relief for me because I'm not in an avoidance pattern with that person. I created a line, a boundary, and a place where I can say like, this was my piece and I'm moving on from here. And you can choose if you want to engage with me from here. These are the rules of engagement. And they opted to not engage. So there's freedom in that for me. That was a big step in being seen. That was very uncomfortable. But the benefit of it, the outcome of it was I didn't have to have this like ongoing worry angst, anxiety, dread around this person's life agenda and our relationship. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with EarnIn. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. So number two, staying. Another way that we don't let ourselves be seen is that we stay in our comfort zone at work or at home, even though we might have a burning desire to do more. So we stay in places that are comfortable rather than letting ourselves be seen in new, maybe scary, bigger, uncomfortable ways. A lot of times this involves staying stuck. So we might stay stuck in our identity as a mom, as a wife, in your current professional role, rather than pushing yourself to expand upon these titles, these roles, these opportunities. We also stay small in our body and our voice. So by staying small in your body, I mean that posturally not taking up space, we just stay small, we stay quiet. Sometimes this looks very physically obvious. You might be able to think of people who you see staying small just in the way they walk down the hall at work, like they have their shoulders hunched over, they're always looking down at the ground. So they stay really, really small. Maybe in meetings, they don't really ever speak up. They just are generally quiet and timid, and they just don't allow themselves to be seen in very many ways. Maybe you have seen this kind of behavior. Maybe you exhibit this kind of behavior. And sometimes we do this only in certain contexts of our lives. Like at home, we might be super confident and courageous and like, you know, talking up a big game and then put us in an office meeting and we're like a completely different person. So think about if that's the case for you, I actually just had a conversation last week about with someone who was saying like they are super confident in certain areas of their lives and then like 
completely cower in other areas of their life, which is really, really interesting. Part of staying is that you don't explore new or different parts of your identity. You don't explore discomfort. And so I think it's really important, especially after motherhood, that you explore new parts of your identity. That was a huge thing for me, walking away from my identity in the fitness industry and walking away from my identity as a gym owner and coming full-time into the podcast and identifying as a transformation and accountability coach for moms that was a shift and that took some time, but I also knew I could not stay stuck in the fitness industry. That did not feel authentic to me anymore. It didn't feel like the best use of my time. It was definitely not fueling my soul anymore. And I really felt like my identity was becoming compromised by staying there. Number three, settling. So another way we often opt out of being seen is by settling for things. And we let things just be okay or just be fine. It's fine. (laughs) I know people who've stayed in marriages, like it's fine, whatever. Or we stay in jobs forever. It's fine. I have good benefits. I have retirement. It's fine. I only have 15 more years. I mean, literally I've had conversations with people where they say that and I'm like, 15 more years? Like, oh my gosh, you could build a business and make multiple millions of dollars in the next 15 years rather than staying in this job that's going to give you this really mediocre salary at the end or pension or whatever, retirement. It's not like it's going to give you like a millionaire lifestyle at the end of it that's like worth sticking around for 15 years. (laughs) So people settle for like, it's fine. It's good enough. We settle for playing small. We settle for our jobs. We settle for the life that we currently have rather than trying to stretch ourselves. And we settle for good enough rather than aiming for better. I also think that sometimes in partnerships, we let ourselves do this together. And I actually remember having a conversation with two gym members, a couple years ago, And they were talking about how, so I used to always say like, oh, you should sign up with your partner, with your husband, your spouse, whatever, because you will motivate each other and you'll keep each other on track. And like, you know, if one of you comes to work out in the morning, the other one can come with, or if you have kids, I had multiple times where like a dad would come to like a a 6am class and then the mom would come at the end of that class and they would swap the kids in the car. And then like the mom would come to the 6.45am class. So I was like, yes, like sign up with your partners. This is amazing for accountability. Buy a family membership. You guys are going to totally use it way more. So this couple comes to me years ago and they're like, we're the opposite of those people. We're like, hmm, instead of going to class after work tonight, maybe we should just go to happy hour. And they would always let each other off the hook. And I was totally laughing because I was like, that never even occurred to me because what I had seen had so often been the opposite of that, that couples would hold each other accountable. But also sometimes there are the situations where we're in partnerships where we let each other off the hook. And so recognize if that's a pattern that you have and Could you have a conversation around that and be seen in that situation to say, hey, I actually want something different. I want something more. Another client comes to mind, and I think I've shared her story before, but she and her husband used to have this habit of they would put their kids to bed and then they would sit in bed and watch TV and have cheese and crackers and wine. And she started coming to boot camp early in the morning. And so three days a week, she was like, honey, I'm not having cheese and crackers and wine tonight because I have to get up for early class tomorrow morning. So then her husband came to me and he's like, thanks for ruining my evenings. (laughs) He's like, so now we have to go to bed early three nights a week. And I was like, Hmm. I mean, I probably should be sorry, but I'm not. (laughs) And so it became this joke, but she had to step up and be seen and say, Hey, this is really important to me. This feels really good. Getting up and making it to an early class 
feels really good. And that's what I want to focus on right now. And that's the part of my identity that I want to be building, expanding, and really connecting to right now. And I thought that was really amazing and really powerful for her because it would be really easy. I think we can all agree. It'd be so easy to be like, yes, I'm going to sit in bed and have some wine and some cheese and some crackers. Like, is there anything better than that? (laughs) So I love that example. Another example, number four is blending in. So we avoid being seen by blending in and blending in can be through our clothing. How many of you dress mostly in black and gray? all the time? Or how many of you wear like really loose flowy things that give your body no shape? So you can just blend in. You're not even recognizable as a woman because you don't have any curves because you're wearing your flowy cardigan and your baggy pants and everything is just stretchy and loose. Now I'm all about some comfortable clothes. Don't get me wrong. But I also think that you need to recognize when are you blending in? When are you trying to be invisible? And a lot of women try to be invisible in the way that they dress themselves. Also, we blend in in terms of interest in activities. We do things that other people like. So instead of speaking up and saying, hey, I'd love to do this activity or I'd love to try something new, we just follow someone else along. I know when my husband and I first started dating, I did a lot of things that he liked because I was like, well, I don't know, like I want to make sure that he wants to hang out a lot. So I'll just do all the things that he likes. And at a certain point, I was like, okay, like I want you to do some of the things that I like. And I remember for our one year anniversary, I took him for a picnic on Lake Washington in a canoe, which I thought was a brilliant idea. And he was like, what are we doing? Is this supposed to be fun? Like he took it well. Like we ended up totally having fun, but he was kind of like, we're doing what? And I thought it was like the most brilliant, fun, exciting idea ever. And he was like, oh, huh. Okay. But he thought like he loved things like going bowling. And I was like, really? Bowling? Now I will tell you, I have really grown to love bowling and I've gotten much better at it, which makes it more fun. But initially I was like, really? Like bowling is the most fun thing you want to do? (laughs) So sometimes we blend in by just taking on other people's interests without even considering what we like ourselves. I had a conversation with a woman once who was like, I've made dinner for other people for 24 years. I don't even know what food I like enough to know what I would make for myself if I didn't have to make dinner for someone else. That's pretty profound. So we blend in by taking on other people's identity, other people's interests, other people's activities, and we just let ourselves hide there. So think about where do you blend in in your life through your interests or through not owning interests or taking on interests or exploring interests through your clothing, in your conversations even. How quickly do you dismiss conversations that are uncomfortable to you? If someone says something and you're like, ooh, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like that was kind of you know, maybe it had a racial undertone to it, or maybe it was, I've been reading a lot on white privilege, which I'm going to be talking about probably next week on the show. And there's a lot of things that I think we hear and we're like, like you get that little feeling in your gut, but then you're like, well, I don't know if I want to be the person to say something. I will tell you, I've started to become the person who says things, especially as it relates to race and class and ableism and all those kinds of things. And I can tell you it's not comfortable, but also I'm not willing to blend in on those certain things. This was also really apparent last year when there was conversations at my son's school among new families and the administration wanted to talk about like, it was like math and language arts and sciences and all these classes. And I was like, Hey, so as a Catholic school, how do you talk about gay marriage? And everyone in the room was like, who is that person? But I was like, I'm not here to blend in. I'm not here to talk about math curriculum. Like I'm going to trust that as an institution that's been up and running for a hundred years, they're going to have the math curriculum dialed in. I actually want to know how they're talking about hot button items to my child because I care way more about how he treats people 
in terms of marriage equality and racial equality and gender equality and like all that, that's more important to me than math scores. <laughs> and the room was fairly silent after I asked that question. So think about where you blend in in conversations where you don't speak your mind, where you have that feeling in your gut and you're just like, oh, I don't want to be that person that brings up the weird thing or the uncomfortable thing. Number five, hiding your point of view. So where do you hide your story, hide your opinion, hide your talents? We often hide stories that have shame around them. So whether it's about addiction, abuse, infidelity, those kinds of stories in particular, those are the hot button stories I think that we hide. Abortion would be another one. Where do you hide your opinion about things? So maybe you know that you have a different opinion. Maybe you love Donald Trump and all your friends can't stand him. Do you talk about that? I don't know. I'm not saying that that wouldn't be like dangerous water to tread or challenge a challenging conversation. But are there opinions that you have that you think are too polarizing to share with other people? Where do you hide your talents? So do you have talents that you don't let other people know about? I know for me, when I first started the podcast, I was like, I don't want certain people to know that I'm doing this because it felt weird to me. It was fine for the general public to know, but it felt weird for people who didn't know me in this role. Like I'm thinking like immediate family that like my husband did some of my editing early on and I was like, oh my God, please don't listen. Like it just felt weird to me. So sometimes hiding my, and I felt like I was doing a decent job at it, but I just felt weird. Like I wanted to like hide my own talents a little bit until I felt a little more sure-footed. So where do you hide your talents? Where do you hide in your current roles as mom, as wife, as PTA president and in your profession? So where do you hide in your roles so that you are not challenging yourself to be seen on a bigger level? Where you're not challenging yourself to either be seen outside of that role or even to be seen in that role as doing a really, really good job. So sometimes we don't step up in our profession because we're like, oh, I don't want to like look like I'm trying too hard. I don't want to look like I'm trying to get like brownie points. I love it when I think someone else is hearing or seeing me be an awesome mom. I'll just say that. Like if I'm in the middle of the grocery store and my kid's having a meltdown, I want everyone to just hear me doing like really great de-escalation techniques. <laughs> and I have to check myself sometimes to be like, wait, am I talking really loud so that I look like an awesome mom right now? Maybe I should tone it down a little. Like, is this a little too showy? Because also I've seen moms who do that where I'm like, that's so annoying. <laughs> this episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, it's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Well, hey there, busy mama. 
Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. I actually saw mom the other day in the store. I was at Trader Joe's and every single aisle I walked down, I crossed paths with this woman and she was clearly in a hurry and her daughter kept trying to pull things off the shelf and her daughter could not have been more cute. And of course, when you're like watching from the outside, you're like, oh, this is the cutest thing ever. But the poor mom was like in a hurry. We just wanted to get in and out of the store. So her daughter keeps grabbing things and every single thing, the mom was talking so loud to her. And I was like, are you just like wanting validation or something? So the daughter would take something off the shelf and she would be like, I see you and I love you and we are not getting that today. And she just kept doing this like literally, I probably heard her do it 20 times. And it was so weird. And I was like, it doesn't really sound like you're seeing her or loving her right now. It sounds like you're just really annoyed with her. And you're using these words to make it sound like you're a good mom, but you're really just annoyed. Like, I don't want to pass judgment because we all have these moments where we're like not at our best. But I thought it was really funny because I was like, I think this isn't working. I think that you are maybe not letting her be seen and loved right now. And if you're just really annoyed, just be like, I'm really annoyed. <laughs> but that said, I've been there. I've totally been there. And the little girl didn't seem bothered by it at all. But yes, this woman was talking very loud. I see you. I love you. We're not getting that right now. <laughs> Next, hiding. Hiding in your clothes. We've touched on that already. But do you hide in your clothes? Do you hide in your wardrobe? Not letting yourself be seen in that way. And also along those same lines, hiding in pictures. Are you always the photographer or always in the back? I know a lot of moms who do this. Oh, let's just get the whole family in front of me. I was sharing a momentum mom as the example that I always think of with my grandma who would take pictures with her children. So my mom and my aunt, and uncle, my aunts and uncles or with her grandchildren. And she would take the picture and then always decide she didn't like her own self in there. And she would cut her head out. So we would have these family photos with my grandma with a little circle in the middle of the picture cut out, which would be my grandma's head. She'd be like, well, I had a double chin in that one. <laughs> there was so many pictures with her head cut out, but it was like her body with her arms around her grandkids. It was so weird and creepy. So how do you hide in pictures? How do you hide in those capacities in your life? Do you let yourself be seen? Do you stand on the beach in your bathing suit and take a picture with your kid on vacation? Number six is apologizing. Apologizing for taking up space, apologizing for taking up someone's time, apologizing for having needs or asking a question, apologizing for having an opinion or something to add to a conversation. So think about how many sentences do you start with saying sorry? Sorry, but I just have a question. Sorry, do you mind if I blah, blah, blah? Sorry, could I just? Think about how often you apologize. This happens all the time. Women apologize for everything day in, day out, every damn day. And it is so bothersome. It is so minimizing to us as women, to all women when you do this. Number seven, declining. Where do you decline things in your life 
because you don't want to be seen. So declining invitations to shine, invitations to show yourself, invitations to show up in new ways, invitations to share parts of yourself. So declining invitations, that's a big one where we doubt ourselves. So we opt to not show up for things. We opt to not take advantage of opportunities because we don't feel qualified or worthy. So we just pass on them rather than going after them to see what might happen if we try, if we try to show up, if we let ourselves be seen. And then lastly, shrinking. We shrink when we don't want to be seen. So we shrink physically, posturally, or through our language. So saying, I'm sorry, or using the word just in everything. So when you send out an email, how often do you start an email with just checking in, just circling back, just wondering every time you start something with just or insert just into a statement, you are letting the other person know that you are trying to not disrupt them or not get in their way and you are shrinking to them. You are cowering saying, I'm not worthy of too much of your time right now. So I just have this one little thing. I just want to circle back really quick. I just want to ask you one question. How about if you ask the question, circle back. I've taken just out of my emails and I will tell you, it has felt very weird. It feels very assertive, almost to the point of feeling aggressive. And then when I check myself, I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I don't start emails with just circling back anymore. Instead, I say, as promised, I'm circling back, which makes me sound credible, right? Like I actually do what I say I'm going to do. Like I actually show up when I say I'm going to show up. So I don't say just anymore. I just have a question. Nope. Instead, I say, I have a question for you. Could you tell me blah, blah, blah. And of course, the counterpart to all of this is how can you be seen? So now I'm going to tell you seven ways you can be seen. Are you ready? This is where I want you to take notes. So could you edit your language? So editing is the first one. Edit out the use of sorry. Edit out the use of just. Could you explore? Exploring new ideas, new hobbies, new passions, new interests. That's a way to be seen. Engaging in new conversations, even if they feel uncomfortable. Maybe they're not new conversations. Maybe they're conversations that you've been having, but you've not been having them in ways that feel authentic to you. Maybe you've been passive in the conversation or hiding in the conversation. So could you engage in a way that allows you to really show up and be seen and be in your power? Could you be trying? Could you be trying new ways of showing up physically? Brighter clothes, form-fitting clothes, posting selfies, wearing a bathing suit, putting on a bikini. What about speaking up? Could you be speaking up? Asserting yourself in work situations, speaking up in places where you think maybe something doesn't sound quite right and asking questions. A lot of times a great way to speak up is just being really curious. So rather than saying, you know, going into something that feels aggressive or doesn't feel like you and saying like, I don't agree with that and blah, blah, blah. Like that's one way to be seen. But you could also just be really curious. I have a question about that. Are you saying blah, blah, blah. And then you can ask for clarification around things. And that's a way of speaking up just by getting curious and asking for clarification. Also speaking up by sharing. So speaking up and sharing your stories, sharing yourself unapologetically, sharing the things and the stories and the experiences that are inside of you that maybe you don't share as openly and maybe sharing the pieces of your identity that you've been hesitant to embrace in the past. And this is something that I see happening a lot in Momentum Mamas is mamas really wanting to embrace their parts of their story that they've been holding back on and seeing the power in embracing their stories and the power in pushing themselves to build an identity around their life experiences and build an identity around the things that 
they feel really passionate about, the things that light them up. So sometimes that's, you know, sharing parts of their past. And sometimes that's sharing that they really want to do something new and exciting in the future. And either of those things can be nerve wracking. And especially in the context, you know, of marriage, that can be nerve wracking to say like, hey, I haven't told you how deeply impactful this one experience in my life was, or hey, I haven't told you, but like, I don't see myself doing this job for the next 15 years. This is miserable. Like, we need to talk about how my livelihood and this family is going to look. Sharing yourself in those unapologetic ways makes a huge difference. That's a huge way to be seen and really find your power and build your power and stand in your power. And then lastly is showing up physically. So showing up in person and on camera on video, in front of your own mirror, where do you let yourself show up physically? I think a lot of the ways that women hide are in physical space by being small, by hiding themselves in their clothing. So I want to know where can you challenge yourself to be seen physically by wearing the bright, bold, funky pattern, by showing up in a video with your kid, by letting yourself get on camera. I mean, I know my mom was like horrified when I introduced her to FaceTime. She's like, oh my God, why would I want to look at myself? I was like, this isn't about you looking at yourself. It's like we would like to look at you while we're talking to you. So really allowing yourself to show up in those ways because that impacts other people. I can't tell you how valuable it is that my son gets to see my mom on FaceTime every single week. That's a big deal. And then also showing up for yourself physically. I talk about this in Momentum Moms. We talk about power posing in front of your mirror. And what about power posing in front of your mirror naked? And I've actually seen different challenges along these lines around standing in front of the mirror naked for like three minutes every morning and putting all the things that you love about your body. Just getting in front of your mirror is a big tool because a lot of women don't let themselves spend a lot of time in front of the mirror. Or if they do spend time there, it's from a really critical point of view. So really working on shifting that and being seen in a way that you are there for the sole purpose of loving what you see and loving being seen, which is really powerful. So if you are interested in doing a Be Seen Challenge with me, we're going to do a little one. We're going to do a little seven-day mini challenge. So if you want to do it, it's free. It's just seven days of showing up in different ways. I'm going to give you prompts. Every day, you'll get an email with a prompt. I'm going to give you ideas like an email every day. I'll give you ideas of how to show up. You can choose how you want to show up on any given day. And basically, the challenge is just for the accountability of showing up over the course of seven days. There will be some little prizes at the end. So it'll be super fun. That'll just keep everyone motivated and engaged. We will also be having Facebook Lives over in our Facebook group over at Shameless Mom, hashtag every damn day in that private Facebook group. So if you want to be in on the Be Seen Challenge, just go to shamelessmom.com forward slash Be Seen. And it's literally, you just put in your name and your email and you're signed up. Super simple. And then you will get an email from me letting you know what's next. We will start the Be Seen Challenge on Monday, February 18th. So Monday, February 18th, you can do it from anywhere. I know that's President's Day. If you're gone for the weekend, all you need to do is like have access to your phone to check Facebook or your email not a big deal, super easy. And we will do the seven day challenge from there. So again, pop over to shamelessmom.com forward slash be seen if you want to join us for the free seven day challenge. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued 
over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.